concepts to live can change your life today. Hi, welcome again to Concepts for Living, Biblical Principles for Contemporary Living. In this message, I'll be speaking about blowing the trumpet in Zion. Stay tuned and you will, I'm sure, celebrate with us the significance of this theme, blowing the trumpet in Zion. Do you hear it? It's not just sound. It's signal. It's signaling something. Something is about to happen. There ought to be a sound that goes out from the church into the community. A sound. And there were times when that sound would be made to signal the enemy's coming. It was blown a certain way. And then there were times when we had been in a particular location long enough and it's time to move out. So then the trumpet would sound the signal, it's time to get moving. And then there were times when God wanted the church to understand, Zion to realize the importance of their very presence. Someone said to me not long ago, you have a whole lot of churches in Bermuda. And we do, per square mile, compared to many other places, a lot of churches. There ought to be a whole lot of sound. There ought to be sounds going out. And then the sound had to be clear. Because you cannot send out an uncertain sound. The sound had to be enunciated clear. So there's no question about what is about to happen. Blow the trumpet in Zion. God is up to something. Take your seats. Where did sound come from? 
Where did the first sound come from? Because you see, sound is not something that man manufactured. Yet, man has taken credit for it. Oh yes, there are many, in fact, modern man <laughs> has declared that the history of sound began with Edward Leon Scott Martinville. I want to say he was late. He is the one that gave us the phonograph, a device that transcribed and transmitted waves into lines. Sound. Then there was another woman who made the statement, I know when sound began. Her name was Rose Evelyn. She said, sound began, listen now, with the Big Bang. Oh, I disagree. Long before Martinville, long before Elizabeth, there is no such thing as a Big Bang. God spoke the world into divine order. A Big Bang is disorder struggling for order. God created the world in order. And by the way, the first sound was God's sound. Read in the Genesis how many times you come upon and God said. And God said and God said, said, sound, verbalizing, sound. I'm not going to waste time lifting up all the others who came up with their theories about the origins of sound. I'm satisfied to know that my God began sound when he spoke and he's still speaking. That means there ought to still be some sound. Then you have the sound, not only a voice, but you have the sound that grew out of his very created nature. You want to get soothed? Listen to the sound of rain. Listen to the rush of the ocean dashing against the shores. Listen to the little insects in the deep of night sound. But there is no sound like the sound of the trumpet blast. 
the trumpet blast sound has never ever reached a place of being irrelevant we need the sound today more than we've ever needed the sound the world in the midst of its confusion needs to hear a certain sound that goes out from the church goes out from zion goes out into the community a sound that speaks about what god is up to the dilemma the directive and the distribution those are the three points once again the dilemma the directive and the distribution stay tuned and be blessed man said to me just the other day it's no joke he said what has happened to many Christians many believers is that they become bedside Baptists Ruthann, isn't that what he told us? Right. Bap I said, what did you say? He said, bedside Baptist. I said, okay, I'll say it. Now, say, you told me that. The next time, I'm going to say, they say. The third time, I'm going to say, I say. So we're at number three now. I say that many of us going to have to repent because that's what Joel said. Joel says you need to repent because you have justified your actions not knowing that the only answer for the world is that the church would be the church and Zion would be Zion. Walk about Zion. Tell of her tower go round about her and tell the towers dear for this God is our God and he will be our guide forever and ever ever the problem is the church don't know who it is the problem is that we just go, we are so stuck on religiosity that we have failed to know what to do in crisis times. We run from what could be the answer. It's not going to be found in the political system. It's not going to be found in the socioeconomic system. It's not going to be found in any other place, and I know I'm gonna get some calls on it. The church is the only one that has the resources to change the situations in our world. I said, the church. That's why the church is so messed up. Because if he could get you against me, and me against you, and then you, you and I against them, and then they are against us over there. And that's why Joel says you need to repent. 
And he said, you need to repent because that's the answer to the dilemma. In this unparalleled situation. Hmm? Helplessness, hopelessness, death and dying, isolation, insulation, all kinds of stuff happening. Huh? But yet, in the midst of it all, we carve out enough space so we can do what we want and keep right on going. When Joel looked at that, he said, you know, that's what's going to happen in the day when the Lord is coming. He said, it's going to happen to the degree that, you know, you need to know. Because when, when he looked at all the locusts and what they had done, when he looked at the situation, don't you know his mind goes to the day of the Lord. Look at verse 15. Alas, for what? For the day. For the day of the Lord is at hand. And as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. Just like you see the situation with the locusts, it's going to happen in the world. Society. So the Bible is relevant. As the Bible is relevant. I know we're trying to change it, but there's no amendment to this Constitution. Listen to me, Troubled times require the church to be what it's called to be. Are you listening to me? Yes. And we got to get ready because the great day, he calls it the Lord, the day of the Lord. You see the day of the Lord? Yes. Do you know, I found that five times. This is only three chapter prophecy, you know. Chapter one, chapter two, chapter three. But look at what's in here. Job. 1, 15, the day of the Lord. Joel 2, 1. And you notice in 15, it says it's at hand. See it? In chapter 2, verse 1, it's coming. Chapter 2, verse 11, it's great. Chapter 2, verse 31, it's going to be terrible. And chapter 3, verse 14, it's near. Read it for yourself. The day of the Lord is coming, and the signs are foretelling that the moment is nearing. We've never been so closer to, more closer to the end than we are right now. You didn't hear what I just said. I said, we have never been more closer to the end than we are right now. Hmm? This is not the time to be acting foolish. This is not the time to be acting out of order. Now is the time for the church to get itself together because that's why the command, that's why the directive was, the directive was, look, listen to God's answer. The directive was blow the trumpet in Zion. With everything that's going on in the world, politically, economically, sociologically, academically, even spiritually, blow the trumpet! 
The noise that goes out is the noise that says, God is still on his throne. We are not hopeless. We are hopeful. We're not giving up. We're going to start becoming what we're supposed to be. That is to be the church. And the directive is clear. Blow the trumpet. And you know why we've got to keep blowing the trumpet? In fact, stop, 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 stop. That's the option. The Holy Ghost just says, stop. That's the option. Or blow it. Whether folk want to hear it or not, blow it. Whether they want to respond or not, blow it. Whether they think they got the answer or not, blow it. If they are in all disarray, blow it. I don't care what you are facing, what you are going through. Blow the trumpet in Well, I sincerely trust that you've been challenged by this particular word, blowing the trumpet in Zion. You know, there are at least four different sounds for that blowing of the trumpet. One, it was referred to when blowing the shofar. And that word is this, tekiah. That means just make some noise. And then there are times when it was the shiver. And the shiver meant awaken, be alert. And then you had the tira. And that meant praise or shout unto the Lord. And then you had the geola. And that simply meant breaking, destroying. That's why when Joshua spoke and told them to shout, make noise, make noise, there was a breaking that took place. The walls came tumbling down. Now, modern science tells us that we have the power to break a glass just by sounding our voice. Think about it. Blowing the trumpet in Zion can make the difference in the community. Blowing the trumpet in Zion can make a difference in the church so that the community might be blessed. So until next time, when I come to you with more biblical principles for contemporary living, may God bless you and yours. Concepts for living Concepts for